Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here, the last hour of the week for the program. I hope you have a great weekend. The phone number, it is an open line Friday. I'm about to get the phone calls. 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. Very happy to have your phone call today. Uh, I, I got stuff I want to talk about, but I've been promising I would take phone calls, so I feel compelled that I should take phone calls. So I want to start with Jeff, who's been waiting patiently. Jeff, welcome. Hi, Eric. I uh, love your show, but I have a bit of a question for you. All right. Can you hear me okay? I can. Yeah, yeah. So let's say for sake of argument that somebody finally closes the border, borders, I should say, and stops uh, our immigration influx. How do we get rid of all of the six million or so illegal aliens that are here now expeditiously and not have it take 20 years? Uh, number one is a question. Number two, I've heard no uh, Republican candidates address that issue. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, two parter. So let, let's say uh, both borders get closed down. What do we do with the illegals who are here? So. There are a couple of, of ideas, one of which is the people who have been here for 30 years who have kids and their kids are American citizens because their kids were born here. Uh, you deny them citizenship, but give them a green card, let them stay. That's one proposal. Another is you just round them all up, send them home. Um, it would take time. You'd have to go through border enforcement. You would have to go through hearings, all that. Uh, I suspect, though, this is my personal theory, Jeff. If we actually built walls, we, we, we kept the Canadians out and we kept the Central and South Americans out. We kept everybody out. You built the wall, you secured both borders, and you legitimately, genuinely did. I think a lot of people's conversations would change on those who are here illegally. And I do think there would be people who say, okay, you've been here 30, 40 years now. You brought your kid here when your kid was one, and your kid's been here for 30 years now. Uh, we're going to let you stay. You're not going to be able to get citizenship. We'll give you a green card, though. You don't have to worry about being deported anymore. And then look at the people who've come in the last year or so and say, nope, you got to go home. You, you, you got to go home. Now, there are all sorts of what-if scenarios, the fear factors of, oh, my gosh, people just create fake documents to prove it. Ah, there, that may be so, but maybe we could, we could work hard and diligent to prove how long someone had been here or not. I think the conversation can be allowed to change if the border were secure. But first, we got to secure the border. And it, it, it's just infuriating 
that the Biden administration won't even bother to really secure the border. Vila, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Hey, um, first of all, I just felt inflation today. I got home from the grocery store. And I had to pay $8.79 for a roll of aluminum foil. Good Lord. Now, I know. I need to hear your strategy. Let It might be painful for you. But pretend you were hired as a chief strategist for the environmental protester group that interrupted the U.S. Open last night. Now, mo- the crowd reacted kind of like I did, you know, throw them out. And the way they protested didn't win over anybody in my house. So if you were the chief strategist, what type of protest would you recommend they do? What strategy should they follow to win over the average person versus blocking roads and interrupting um, matches? Show up and swallow a gallon of arsenic uh, and okay. just drop dead. Um, th- then suddenly people would realize, gosh, these people are – and I, by the way, I mean that somewhat flippantly, but also you, if you're willing to die for your beliefs as opposed to just making everybody else's – uh, lives inconvenient and awkward, then maybe people will take you seriously. I actually think, though, in all seriousness, uh, what they should do is they should stop the protests and they should stop the fear scenarios and they should completely change their tactic. Uh, and they're not going to, and that's the problem. Um, if I if I were advising, in all seriousness, if I were advising the, the wackadoo environmentalists, I would tell them to change their strategy from one of climate alarmism to one of climate adaption. I would tell them, start getting your scientists and your friends in the media to start talking about how we've got to adapt, how we need to uh, ensure that people have air conditioners who don't how we need to ensure that um, roofs are painted white with reflective material, how we need to boost insulation on homes, and that we've got to adapt to the heat and in the process lower our carbon footprint. But they they don't want to do that. They want the climate alarmism. They want to scare people into radical overhauls of lifestyle. They don't want to uh, provoke people into reasonable changes in lifestyle. They want us to over overhaul because they're convinced we're at a tipping point that we're, we're going to cross the Rubicon, that we're all going to die, and they're okay with that because they're more concerned about the planet than the, than the people. If they came out and they were reasonable, they gave up the protests, they stopped having Bill Weir on CNN tell everybody that we're, we're past the tipping point, we're all going to die, and they came out and said, look, there's some basic things we can do. We can start planting more trees in urban areas to reduce the heat island effect. We can paint roads white to make them reflective instead of having the black asphalt absorbed. We can use concrete instead of asphalt. We There's now a highly, highly reflective paint that actually can reduce temperatures by, I think the, the report I said like 15%. Uh, you can do roof shingles that we want cities to be able to upgrade and do these things easily do that. Don't, don't force people to give up their water heater. Don't force people to give up their uh, gas stove. Don't force people to give up their car. Uh, incentivize these sorts of things. We're going to plant more trees in urban areas. We're going to cut down on, on open wide spaces. We're going to 
change black shingles on roofs to white ones. We're going to encourage white vehicles instead of black vehicles. We're going to do things like that. Uh, reasonable adaptation to the increases in temperature that would also help us reduce temperatures overall. They, they could probably win friends, but they don't want to win friends because they've embraced the idea that we're all going to die. Uh, they've embraced the idea that um, that there's no turning back, that there's only destruction ahead of us. And they want us all to be scared. They want us all to live in terror. They want to disrupt all of our lives. They, they believe the in-your-face way works. Remember, there's a strain. It, it, it's the same thing that goes towards the racial riots we've seen in the country. There's a strain on the left that says Martin Luther King Jr. got it wrong. That he would have gotten, uh, the civil rights movement would have advanced faster if they were violent. That Gandhi got it wrong. That if Gandhi was violent, it would have worked more. They look at Islamic terror and how nobody wants to call out or draw cartoons of Muhammad anymore because they might die. And they think, you know what? We should do that. It, it's, it's the reason the trans community does what it does, frankly. The trans community wants you to live in terror of the trans community. They want you to live in terror of cancellation. Uh, it, it is, it, it's the Charlie Hebdo situation. No one at Charlie Hebdo will ever again draw a picture of Muhammad because so many of them died. Uh, the, the far left radicals are embracing Islamic terror up to the point of the sword. They haven't gotten there yet. It's only a matter of time before they really do engage in violence. I mean, they're already promoting blowing up pipelines and stuff like that. Uh, right now, the left, however, just like Islamic terror, they want to destroy your life. The Islamic terrorists take your life. The left hasn't gotten there yet. They just want to destroy your life, destroy your livelihood, cost you your job, cost you your livelihood, cost you your standing in society. They want to do that. They'll they'll eventually move towards violence. All secular atheist cults do that eventually. Uh, Nazism, communism, and the like, they're all secular atheist cults. And environmentalism is the same way. They will move to violence. Uh, and it's sad to see that it's slowly happening, but it's easily predictable that this is going to happen. Now, um, let's go to Craig. You're going to be up next. Craig, welcome. Uh, hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, my comment, it comes back to a point you've made several times on your show that the left's entire game plan for 2024 is based on the premise they'll be facing Trump. And if we actually put forth someone different, you know, they're caught with their pants down. But I was talking with your caller. It It is the 14th Amendment, right, that the left's trying to uh, yes, they're, do Yeah, they're trying Mary. to do the 14th now, yeah. Yeah, um, there's actually a real danger there that I think a lot of people are underestimating just how conniving the left can be. Because, you know, they do a lot of, if they're doing something illegal or unconstitutional, they'll do it, whether it's executive order or a rogue judge, and then they'll just tie it up in the courts and in the meantime still get what they want. <clears throat> but what I'm thinking is all it takes is an activist judge or secretary of state to act on their own at the last minute. And Trump could actually go into 2024 election, like not on the ballot in some key battleground states. And by the time it worked its way through the courts, it, once again, it'd be too late because the left got what they wanted. Yeah. And okay. They so they, they could try that. Um, they absolutely could. The problem, however, is that in the federal court system, and since it's the 14th Amendment, 
uh, that that would be at issue here, that the, the Trump team would be able to escalate this into federal court. Federal courts have a rapid response process where they can rapidly review something uh, and they can escalate it very quickly through the federal court system if something needs to happen. So, for example, the day before qualifications, the day before the last day of qualifications, and let's just use let's use a state, let's, let's say Arizona, um, the day before qualifications ends, Donald Trump hasn't qualified for the ballot. The Arizona Secretary of State comes in and says, you know what, we're going to prevent you from being able to qualify on the ballot. Tomorrow's the last day. You can't do it. We're sorry. Trump goes to federal court, files an immediate uh, effort in federal court to have it reviewed. Either the qualification period is extended for him in Arizona or uh, the secretary of state is overridden. If the federal district judge says, uh, sorry, Trump, I'm with the secretary of state, there's a rapid response mechanism to appeal to the federal um, court of appeals. And there's then a rapid response to the U.S. Supreme Court. It can be dealt with very, very quickly in the court system if they try something like that. Um, and the timeline causes the urgency of the federal courts to proceed as rapidly as possible. Those things actually do matter, and those are the tricks that they would undoubtedly play. The danger for the left playing those tricks is that the right will begin to play those tricks as well. And you got a court system, a federal court system, overwhelmingly controlled by Republican presidential picks. Although those Republican presidential picks are more likely to follow the law than some of the progressive picks from the Obama administration and the Biden administration, um, I just I I really do think that the courts would move very rapidly to shut those things down. The Fourteenth Amendment I don't really think is a compelling option for the left, and I know they got Michael Ludig and others out there saying so. But those guys are so broken by Trump, they'll say anything to stop Trump, uh, regardless of the 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 flimsiness of the legal theory on which it's built. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation and you may really need HR. Well, you may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want U.S.-based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They can cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you. It'll help your company grow. It'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. Bam. B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, there's this great piece uh, by Noah Rothman. It's at National Review uh, about the word unexpectedly, inconceivable. So unexpectedly, during the Obama years, unexpectedly appeared in so many headlines, it became a punchline, an expression of the journalistic classes, childlike wonderment in the world around them, 
and their disappointment over their encounters with unmet expectations. Economists were baffled by the unexpected increase in the unemployment rate in 2011. The nation's manufacturing output unexpectedly shrank to its lowest level in four years, the Washington Post marveled in 2013. When U.S. industrial productivity collapsed in 2014, it did so unexpectedly. Jobless claims jump unexpectedly to a 10-year high, read one 2015 headline. The pattern of astonishment became a joke because conservatives were never as stupefied by the news as its chroniclers. The Obama administration's efforts to catalyze an economic recovery ensured it would be sluggish, relying as it did on inefficient stimulus spending, counterproductive regulations of labor and financial markets, and marginal tax increases to cover existing federal obligations and a handful of pricey new obligations. The outcomes these policies produced were not unexpected to students of sound fiscal policy. It seems old habits die hard. Once again, reporters are back to being theatrically bewildered by events that were not only foreseeable but forecasted. Federal deficit unexpectedly set to double this year, read an Axios headline on Thursday. The federal deficit is expected to nearly double this year from $1 trillion last year to $2 trillion for the fiscal year ending September 30th. The report observed there's no precedent for deficits this large as a share of the economy. Axios cited Washington Post journalist Jeff Stein's reporting, who joins the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget in assigning the blame for these unfortunate circumstances to rising interest rates on America's ballooning debt obligations. Who could have seen it coming? Well, the Congressional Budget Office in 2022 wrote this. In Congressional Budget Office projections, federal deficits over the 2022 to 2052 period average 7.3% of GDP and generally grow each year, reaching 11.1% of GDP in 2052. That projected growth in total deficits is largely driven by increases in interest costs. A few media outlets scolded Joe Biden for taking credit for reducing the federal deficit in 2022 only because he failed, tried and failed to seek a new injection of taxpayer-funded stimulus. The U.S. deficit will shrink to a trillion dollars this year, read Politico in May of 2022. The Wall Street Journal reporting confirmed the expectations that economists widely agree the deficit set to widen than the most through 2032 due to rising spending on entitlement programs and interest. But it's all unexpected, people. It's all unexpected. Everything that we told you, like, for example, for a year they told us we were going to have a massive heat wave over the next year because of that volcano. And now suddenly it's all unexpected and we've clearly reached the tipping point. No, we haven't. We just paid attention. I want you to pay attention to this, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. I hear this great deal may be disappearing soon, so if you've been thinking about them, now's the time. You can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, you put in ERIC, you get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms, and it's air purifier and odor eliminator extraordinaire. I use them. They're a little bigger than your hand. You can plug them into the wall. You can plug them in with a USB cord in your car. They wipe out odors. Get one for your RV, one for your travel bag, one for your upstairs, your downstairs, your basement, wherever you need them. You can get three of them for less than $200, and they work. EdenPureDeals.com. You use the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You get three of them. They trap the pollen. They trap the dust. They trap the stuff floating in the air. You wipe them out on occasion where they shine 
odor elimination. Smoke odors, musty odors, pet odors, litter box odors, cooking odors, dead animal in the wall odors, they work. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Hello, America. How are you? It's Eric Erickson here. Uh, I, you know what? I got two calls. I'm going to take the phone calls, and then we can close the phones because I've also got stuff I want to talk about, and, and I've enjoyed talking to you today, but oh, my gosh, you guys are going to have to hear about this. It's going to take a little while. So and I, I don't want to be disrespectful and keep everybody on hold who's been on hold for quite a while, but <laughs> I just, I, I've been, it was, was sent this document. I don't even want to tell you what the document is. It's just, this is, this is too priceless. This is just too fantastic. But before I get there, let, let me take these two calls and then I'm going to, uh, you just, you're going to, yes, this is a tease. You got to wait for this. Eddie though, Eddie, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey Eric, how's it going? Great. Good. Um, I just want to jump back for a second and say that if Hillary had become president, we would have had Bill in the White House and impeached president, and the left would have been okay with that. Yep. If Michelle Obama was to win, we'd have Barack Obama back in the White House, and we and the left would be okay with that. Nikki Haley, you mentioned her on the uprise. I think she would be an ideal person to check all the boxes plus have the um, international experience that she has. What do you think about that? Look, I, I, I'm, I, we're personal friends. I'm biased. I, I just adore her and Michael. She would be the first president in American history whose spouse is an active-duty um, combat soldier, uh, which would, I think, matter greatly in determining matters of uh, war and peace, knowing that her husband is is in the military, having that background, I think she would be fantastic. But, Eddie, you missed something. Um, we may not have Michelle Obama in the White House, but if you believe the reporting, we essentially have Barack Obama's hand up Joe Biden's rectum moving his lips if he sees a Muppet um, guiding the policy behind the scenes in this White House where he can. Right, that seems uh, to be the case in point. Yeah, the, the absolute influence of, of Team Obama and Bernie Sanders as well in this White House matters. I think Nikki Haley would be a fantastic president. I do. Uh, but I also think Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, I think they'd be fantastic presidents as well. We're blessed with a deep bench. We just have to convince our friends within the GOP that it's better to go with someone new than go backwards to Trump in order to go forwards. And that's not an easy sell for people who are just diehards who don't believe anything other than what he tells them. They'll believe him that he's ahead, but won't believe the same poll showing he loses to Biden. We got to hopefully change that. Al, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I agree with that last caller 100%. Uh, I have a quick concern about this no labels. I've seen lots of interviews. I've seen Joe Lieberman, and I've seen all those people. But I've never heard this really addressed. If they do pretty good, and let's say they rack up 100 electoral votes, somebody needs to get 270 to win the presidency. Mm-hmm. So if they get 100, nobody gets 270. And I've never heard this addressed, but what it does, it goes to the to the Congress then, elects the to president. To the House, yes. Cal- California counts just as much as Iowa. Every state gets one vote. Yep. And according to my math right now, it would be 27 Republican, 23 Democrat. That would put, if Trump was the nominee, that would put him in the White House. And the Senate elects the vice president. So uh-huh. you could have a President Trump and a vice president. Guess what? Yep. Yeah, it could be Kamala Harris. 
Isn't it a a remarkable constitutional document, Um, amended 27 times over time, hard to do, and yeah, that's the process. You got to get a majority of the Electoral College, 270 votes. Uh, It would go to the House of Representatives otherwise, and each state gets one vote, and the way those votes are determined is each state delegation uh, casts their votes, and the majority of each state becomes that state's vote, and there makes that majority Republican, so the Republicans would win the vote in the House of Representatives more likely than not. It would be a fascinating thing. Uh, The real problem is not that... um, no labels would win electoral college votes because I don't think they would. The problem for the Democrats is that it could pull people away from Joe Biden and help a Donald Trump. Uh, and that's what they're concerned about. No labels seems to be going ahead regardless. So if it's a Ron DeSantis or a Nikki Haley, they're already ahead in the polling of Joe Biden. And that would just bring them even further ahead. And it would really help the GOP. Now, y'all, I have waited. I occasionally can exercise impulse control. I've been waiting since the beginning of the program to get to this. I have received, it just came out today, the inclusive language guide. So the wokes have taken over Atlanta, Georgia, as you know, and I have the inclusive language guide. We got to, we got to review some of these ableism. They define these things, ableism, prejudicial thoughts and discriminatory action based on differences in physical, mental, and or emotional ability, usually that of able-bodied and able-minded persons against people with with illnesses, disabilities, or less developed skills and talents. You got that? You got that? So in the city of Atlanta now, it is a bad thing to put talented people ahead of untalented people. That is ableism. We don't want the best and the brightest because that would be ableism in the city of Atlanta now. May God have mercy on our souls. Ally, someone who makes the commitment and effort to recognize their privilege based on gender, class, race, sexual identity, etc., and work in solidarity with oppressed groups in the struggle for justice and equity. Colonialism and colonizing, the invasion, dispossession, and subjugation of a people that results in long-term institutionalized inequality in which the colonizer benefits at the expense of the colonized. (laughs) All you colonizers. (laughs) Oh, wait, it gets better. Well, let's go. Let's just skip through the the whole um, equity, diversity. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got we got um, we've got microaggression, a comment or action that subtly or often unconsciously or unintentionally expresses a prejudiced attitude towards a member of a marginalized group. Microaggressions inflicted on individuals belonging to marginalized groups and could be viewed as acts of violence or harassment, no matter how unintended. A comment can be viewed as an act of violence. That's right, in the city of Atlanta now. <laughs> These people, this is a cult. Oh, now this is the great one. This is this is the wraith and ethnicity section. AAPI, an acronym for Asian American and Pacific Islander. It is used to describe all people of Asian, Asian American, or Pacific Islander an- ancestry who trace their origins to those respective geographic groups. 
African-American, a nation-specific term that is used to describe people with sub-Saharan African ancestry who reside in the United States. So if you're a white South African, you're African-American. APIDA, APIDA, an acronym for Asian Pacific Islander and Desi American. APIDA is used as a more inclusive acronym than AAPI as it includes Desi, a term that represents South Asian identifying people. I'm getting Desi from talking about the Desi. BIPOC, an acronym for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color pronounced BIPOC. You're actually supposed to say BIPOC. Intended to center the experiences of black and indigenous groups, the use of BIPOC demonstrates solidarity among communities of color while simultaneously acknowledging the unique differences across communities of color. Oh my gosh. And then they include Latinx and Latini. Not just Latino, Latina. Now it's Latinx and Latini. Now keep in mind, Even the National Democratic Party is advising Democrats to stop saying Latinx or Latinx. They are telling people don't do this. The only people who do this are white progressives. People in the Latino community do not do it. They find it offensive. And yet the city of Atlanta, Mayor Dawkins or whatever his name, Dickens, Mayor Dickens, has come out and wants people now to use Latinx when the Democratic Party say, wait, 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 it turns out that's really offensive to people. Oh, my gosh, we're going to go with Latinx, Latini. Gender-neutral versions of Latino and Latina, whose O and A endings correspond to the masculine and feminine forms traditionally assigned to nouns and adjectives in the Spanish language, although Latino is often used as the default gender-neutral form, both in Spanish and English. The words Latinx and Latini are used as a way to avoid gendered language when it's not relevant, or specifically for use when referring to non-binary people or groups in which more than one gender is represented. They include Afro-Latinx, someone who is Latin, African, Latin American, and African. If you're Afro-Latinx, you're Latin American and African, as opposed to being Afro-Latino, we can't say that because it rhymes, apparently. Post-racial, a controversial term that describes a society devoid of racial preference, discrimination, and prejudice. We have uh, tokenism, the practice of doing something, doing superficial diversity efforts to give the appearance of being inclusive. Like this! This is tokenism! Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then we get to gender and sexuality. This is what the, the employees of the city of Atlanta are going to have to memorize this stuff. They got to be educated. They got to be woke. So gender and sexuality. We got uh, LGBTQ plus ally, asexual, the lack of sexual attraction, bisexual, a sexual orientation characterized as romantic or sexual attraction to more than one gender, cisgender, a term used to describe a person whose gender identity aligns with those typically associated with the sex assigned, the sex assigned to them at birth, not the sex at which they're born, but the one the doctor assigned them. Oh, good Lord. Gender binary, describing the inaccurate concept that gender is categorized into only two distinct forms. You have a government claiming the gender binary is an inaccurate concept when just look at nature itself. 
gender fluid, a gender identity where one does not identify as solely a man, a woman, or a non-binary person. LGBTQ+, an acronym for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer, with a plus sign to designate a premium subscription service to more of the gay community. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't say that. This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one of the whole one. Misogynoir, not misogyny. Misogynoir. Sounds sexy, doesn't it? Misogynoir. 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 The specific hatred, dislike, distrust, and prejudice directed toward black women. The term encompasses the intersectionality of sexism and racism and was coined by Moya Bailey. I don't know who that is, but this person gets named for being that creative. Misogynoir. <laughs> this is what the city of they can't have. They don't have the money to hire more police. They have the money to make sure you know what LGBTQ plus means. And then they have the health and equity definitions they want you to know. Access to care, culturally competent care, food desert, food insecurity, food security, health disparity, health equity, health inequity, high-risk population, social detriments of health, so structural inequality, and then ableism, accommodation, adaptive behavior, functional needs, intellectual disability, invisible disability, neurodivergent, oh, good Lord, classism, elitism, low-income, unhoused now you can't say homeless it's unhoused so let, let's let's get here let's the messaging guy do do capitalize races because they're proper nouns example black capital b not black lowercase b don't use lowercase when referring referencing races additionally do not use hyphens when referring to race example use african americans with no hyphen not african americans with hyphen capitalize black capitalize white don't use racial slurs in any context. Don't use race as a noun. Say, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Do capitalize races because they are proper nouns. And then it says, don't use race as a noun. So it says races are a proper noun, but then it says, don't use race as a noun. Race should always be used as an adjective. When four lines before this, they say race is a proper noun. Which is it? Do use the terms such as marginalized people, underrepresented people, people of color, or BIPOC. When possible, refrain from using POC or BIPOC acronyms. So say BIPOC, but don't say BIPOC. Use, use color as a noun, but don't use it as a noun. Don't use the term minorities, but do use the term Latinx and Latini to describe people from Latin America, even though they find it offensive. It's a cult, y'all. This is this is a cult. And the city of Atlanta is the latest city in America to embrace the cult. And this is my favorite one. Do use person-first language when making statements about individuals' identities. This is particularly relevant when trying to refrain from using ableist language. Person living with a disability, not disabled person. Person with an amputation, not amputee. And you can't even say expat anymore. And don't use the term homeless. Do use the term unhoused. Do use the term low income when describing people with household income below federal guidelines. Don't use the term poor. 
This is all about making the elites feel better about themselves. It has nothing to do with solving the problems. It has to do with talking about the problems and ways to pretend they're not problems so they can claim victory. It is a cult. Misogynoir! <laughs> Y'all, I just... This is the dumbest thing. The city of Atlanta, Georgia, which is overrun by crime and carjackings and street racings and muggings and, and, and all of this, instead of using money to hire more police, they produced a guide to woke speak. When one of them just massage and war, oh, and look, there's same gender loving, a term some prefer to use instead of lesbian, gay, or bisexual to express attraction to and love for people of the same gender identity. <laughs> same gender loving. Oh my gosh. Sex, a biological concept that relies on biological characteristics primarily based upon the presence of X and Y chromosomes. Individuals can be male, female, or intersex. It is important to remember that sex and gender are not synonymous, but then they refer to your sex assigned at birth as opposed to the sex that you have. Again, deeply contradictory things. This is what we're seeing in real time is a new religion taking shape and where Christians got together in councils, the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Constantinople, uh, all of these different councils, uh, and they sorted out things that appeared to be deep contradictions. The, the left is just putting this stuff out, vomiting it out on us with all the contradictions. I mean, this guy literally says that race is a proper noun, and then just three lines beneath it says, don't use race as a noun. But you just said race is a noun, and now you're telling me not to use it as a noun. It makes no sense. And then they just, they pull stuff out of their rectum and throw it out there. Misogynoir, the specific hatred of black women. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Oh, the, 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 these people. And then we're going to change the name so we don't have to feel bad. Atlanta doesn't have a homeless problem. It has an unhoused problem. Well, doesn't that mean people are, you're not allowed to talk about that. Don't talk about the homeless. They have tents. They have houses now. We just have to assign them street addresses so they can get their mail. And we've solved the problem with the tents. These people, tent cities all over the city, you got homeless drug addicts everywhere harassing people, street car chases, and they decide instead the inclusive language guide. That's what we need to solve our problems in the city. We need people to know about misogynoir and unhoused and race as a noun that you're not allowed to use as a noun. Good job, Mayor Dickens of Atlanta. I'm sure the people of Atlanta will feel safe tonight knowing you've changed the words. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.